and welcome back to Bottom of the Barrel, the show where we trudge through the absolute filth that is the bottom of cinema. My name is Gabe. Hello, I'm Jacob. And I am Daniel. Nice to meet you, fellas. Nice to meet you, too. Thanks, yeah. So it's been a minute. We took a hiatus, um, but now we're back with a with a new episode. How how's everyone been doing? Good. I just signed up for Come and Go Awards because re- rewards, not awards. They oh. haven't given me anything. Um, because I just moved and I live right next to a Come and Go now. Nice. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been just working my job, taking naps, and doing nothing else. Nice. Nice. Ruby Shamuvi. Ruby Shamuvi. I'm excited for Barbie. Gonna go watch that soon. Yes. Are you doing a double feature or are you just seeing Barbie? I wanted I kind of want to see it on premiere night. So probably just gonna watch Barbie and then wait to see Oppenheimer another night. Fair. They come out on the same day though, like that's the whole thing. Yeah, but I work in the morning after and I don't get off till eight. So I go, it'll be late. I don't want to be up. Valid. Yeah. That's true. Oppenheimer, I think alone is like almost three and a half hours. Yeah. So that's valid. Mr. Nolan likes his lengthy movies. Yes. Yes, he, he sure he sure does. It's like the Dark Knight Rises almost three hours. I honestly could not tell you. No. No. It's probably somewhere around there. Hmm. Anything, anything uh, new going on with you, Jake? Um, trying to think. Um, no. <laughs> All just... right, today's movie is called Prisoner. <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, no. Uh, that would have been a much better time. Uh, yeah. this one's called Prisoners of the Sun. S O N or S U N? S U N. Yeah. A yeah. movie set in Egypt. Ooh. Which, like, yeah. like I'm a sucker for, like, uh, archaeology, like, uh, Egypt-set movies. This certainly was not one of the better ones. It's It feels like a watered-down ripoff of The Mummy, uh, like, specifically the 1999 one with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, the one that's really good. Yeah, the one that, yeah. Which, granted, the original Mummy is pretty good, but, like, we're talking about the action-adventure of... Yeah, the really good mummy. Um, this movie is, it's just like a lot of things just don't feel like they were set up properly or like built up to properly and things, they just happen. Yeah, exactly. Like things just kind of happen in a sequence of events and then it's over. Like the ending is so lackluster and anticlimactic that it's absurd. Like the, it felt like the movie just stopped halfway through mm-hmm. and then the film an ending. Um, this movie has a 3.7 on IMDb. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. It's Not good. bad for some of the movies we've seen. That's, uh, it's 3.7 out of 10. Uh, I guess. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was out of 5. I was going to say, hey. Yeah, no, that's out of 10. Gotcha. Um, the movie's directed by Roger Christian, who uh, hasn't had a whole lot of like directorial experience except for the movie for the 2000 movie battlefield earth which i don't know if anyone knows anything about that but that is a a space epic starring john travolta and forrest whitaker and it is 
like known to be one of the worst movies of all time. With John Travolta in it? Yes, yeah. Okay. He's like in this makeup and it's absurd. It's like if you look up lists of terrible movies, it's going to be on there. I love it, that. It has a less rating than <laughs> Prisoners of the Sun, so an improvement, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he like he's done a lot of behind the scenes work. Like he was an art director on Alien and Life of Brian. Um mm-hmm. and he was like the set decorator for uh, a new hope and he's worked on the the star wars prequels a lot wow. uh, which is really odd that you go from like yeah i mean i guess like he had i don't know like I'm, a passion to do directing and just it didn't pan out but yeah i mean it also takes a team to make those things work so if you have like a really solid team supporting you and you just have like good ideas then like that can make the whole difference if you're doing it uh, by yourself or you're like on your own. Sometimes people aren't very good at making all the pieces come together. Yeah. And I'd say like the concept of this movie is kind of just the mummy and um, also other like parts of it aren't just well thought out and they just are very like, Oh, this basic thing. And it's, it's not really that interesting. <laughs> when did this one come out? Uh, this one came out in 2013. Oh, so it's it's more recent than I thought. It's yeah, it's it's a pretty recent movie. Um, it stars, uh, John Rice Davies Davies, I believe is how you say say his name. Um, pretty prolific actor. He plays Gimli in Lord of the Rings. Um, and he was in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he's been in a ton of different movies. Um, so he's like a a fairly respected actor, as far as I know. It's also starring a uh, Dollar Tree Sebastian Stan. Like this, this guy, I swear was Sebastian Stan, but not at the same time. Okay. Do you know what's what that guy's name? Oh, I didn't write it down. I just wrote Dollar Tree Sebastian Stan. Uh, okay. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about, Jake? Um, I think so. I'm not uh, that knowledgeable when it comes to like names and specific people, but I, I think I have an idea. Sebastian Stan plays Winter Soldier in like the Marvel, the MCU. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah that helps. Um, his name is David Charvet. Okay, David Charvet. As far as like nothing, um, of of note except for Prisoners of the Sun. Okay, I got. I kind of see it. Oh, he he was in uh, Melrose Place as Craig, um, and he was also in the '90s reboot of Baywatch. If that tells you anything, <laughs> um, he's kind of cute. Yeah, like I mean, he's attractive because he looks like Sebastian Stan. You know. Yeah, he's uh, listed as a French singer. Really? Yeah, singer, actor, model, and television personality. Oh, okay. So they hired him for his multifaceted talents because they definitely speak French in this movie. No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, if only they did, it'd probably be uh, quite a bit more interesting. Um, I th- I feel like the biggest issue with that oh. one was definitely caught on on <laughs> sound. Oh, so the crack of the soda did not make it, but like the burp I did off mic. Yeah. I understand. Okay. Um, I feel like the biggest issue with this movie is that it's so boring and you can't see anything that happens. 
Mm-hmm. Like the lighting sucks or like, the angles? Yeah, the light the lighting is terrible and you just can't hmm. really see much. It being in Egypt, you'd think that they'd have a lot of daytime outdoor shots if they didn't have access to lighting tools. They they do for the first, I think, like 20 or 30 minutes. And then once they get into the pyramid, like you, it's just terrible. Uh, you cannot see what's going on. And it's the little lighting they have doesn't doesn't help. They don't want you to see the sets because and there's a few like just shots and areas that just have like CGI in them. And you, it's like they just want to hide it. I think. What you would because think because they're for, shitty, right? What you would think for like a director that has a history, has a background in set decoration, um, in art direction, that it would look much better than it did. Which it has an eight yeah. million dollar budget, so it's not like it's you know scraps or anything. Yeah, it was more than I thought. I, for how it sounds, I figured that it would it would have been that like half that at least. No, I think I think a majority of it went to the main star, but also it for the for the most part the CGI doesn't look terrible at least for um, the exterior shots. Um, yeah. Some of it, some certain angles are like are, are rough, but I feel like for the most part, the budget went to CGI and the main actor. And is the CGI used just to like fill the backgrounds? Is it is it or is it like stuff is happening? I, it's to fill the background. Uh, I think the the later on in the movie we have what's called the sleeper or sleepers. It's like an army of mummies. Um, for the most part, they looked real. I could have also not been paying attention, and they didn't look great. Oh, like they were like they were mostly like um practical. Those like sleepers. Um, a lot of the CGI that I saw was like doors that were meant to open and like glowing effects happening and just. Mm-hmm big part of the ending which happens as well yeah the ending which kind of just happens and Mm -hmm. leaves before we get before we get to the specifics of it is there any like other foundation for the movie that's laid before we like start from the beginning um this movie was shot in morocco okay so no nowhere near uh um as far right because we're okay where's morocco I'm pretty sure Morocco's a little island. I could be wrong though. It's it's more Eastern uh, Africa compared oh, uh, to oh, uh, Morocco is a country in North Africa. So yeah, it, it's it's the same with North Africa. It's like more northeastern than it is uh, Egypt's in Northwest it Africa. Is, yeah, it's on the other side. It's kind of on the other side of the continent of Africa. Yeah, but it's a, it's a coastal. It is yes, yeah, coastal. Yeah. Um, it's next to Algeria. Um, it is at least in Africa which I appreciate because Mm -hmm. um, it's at least sort of on location it's not in Egypt the country that they're supposed to be in but it's not like a lot of these other movies that we watch where the entire set is CGI or on a green screen I appreciate that they're actually in a country and it like they are Um, as far as uh I think that's kind of all the foundation uh, before the movie starts. Uh, it's a Lux film, which sounds like a like a porn production company. Um, hi, Jazzy. Okay. Jazzy just ran in here. Um, oh. Oh. Oh, sorry. That's that's oh. just Jazzy. She came in here, too. Oh, Jazzy just traveled. 15 a little... <gasps> 
I love it. For our audio watchers, there was a it was a stuffed animal of a, a sheep question mark. It's it's a llama. It's a it's llama. NSU NSU drama. Save your drama for your llama. Oh, gotcha. I remember in the like 2010s when everyone was obsessed with llamas. I know. It was it was absurd. Like I like nothing against llamas. For our llama audience, y'all are great. Um but yeah, exactly. Um People would always do that thing with their hands with their, yes. their, it was their fingers a, are up. Oh, yeah. Such a wild time. Like, I remember our middle school uh, drama, like, we had us, they had us design, like, the drama shirts. Yeah. That we did half because we couldn't, like, we couldn't settle on it. So half of us had llama shirts and the other ones had just, like, the name of the player, whatever it was. Yeah. It was absurd. And that's when like llamas with hats was really popular. Oh yeah. That and wasn't no that they were unicorns. I was thinking of Charlie the Unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um but yeah. A, an odd time for the twenty tens. True. Do you think they had any did you, do you think they had any llamas in this movie on set? No, it would make sense if they had camels, but I didn't see one. No, they, they didn't have any animals. They had no. I don't think they had the budget for an animal wrangler. Fair. Um, this whole opening is. Yeah, this entire opening is um, it's essentially going over the mythology for this uh, like for this movie and um, going over the history of Egypt and how um the Osiris, an alien race, came to Egypt and helped them design the pyramids and gave them technology which okay going back to the okay so the entire yeah the entire premise is that like there was this alien race that they had contact with and then something was buried the key to the no not the key not the key to heaven that was that's what they have at the very beginning there's yeah, a some sort some of statue of, yeah some of the osiris are buried under a pyramid and the princess her blood something to get the key something and open it up. Yeah. Blood something, key but, something, open it up. But the thing is, they they start out saying that the aliens like are are the people like living in the tombs, and we don't get aliens in this movie. We get mummies of what look like humans. So I'm really not sure where they were planning on going. So does that imply that the aliens looked like humanoid creatures or just that they forgot about the aliens? Because the beginning they like distinctly look like an alien. Like oh okay typical image of what you think an alien would look like look like that's what that's what the like hieroglyphics look like. I mean, that's not that's a very common conspiracy theory that there's no way they could have made the pyramids and like that's fine, but and then in a sci-fi adventure movie, we're su- we're led to believe that aliens do exist in this world, and we don't get that. Yeah, yeah and like, magic mummies. Yeah, there's like also a line later on where it just goes on like, oh, the same thing in. Like they had the same influence in Peru and in India and basically like all ancient civilizations that um were like influenced by aliens and made to build their great structures and it's it's I don't like this. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, Sorry, no, you go ahead. I was gonna say it's kind of like, oh yeah, white people they they are smart they can build stuff, but people of color 
No aliens had to help. People of color who have genuine culture, it's all alien. And science that's really cool that they came up with this stuff well before we colonize. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. White people. It, and it's they, like it's very like um because the uh we have this this not Sebastian Stan character and we have his like mentor um whose name I forget. Um Mandela, Professor Mandela, who's this like old guy who has a heart attack later, but he survives. Um, and as far as I know, is not getting medical attention. So he kind of just suffers with it <laughs> until the end of the movie. Interesting. Um, he theoretically went to a hospital for a bit. Theoretically, but like where? Because they, it, there's, it, they don't establish that there's a hospital. Like civilization. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really dumb. Um, and these two like white people are supposedly the um experts in all of this, um. So until and it like sets up a con, con I say conflict. It's resolved immediately. Um, later on, where these kind of higher up people like come down and as as they're about to go into the pyramid, and they're like, "Well, we need the experts." Uh, I forgot his name again. Professor uh, Mandela. Mandela. They're like, we need Mandela. You know, we can't do this without him because he's the expert. Um, this other guy doesn't know what he's doing, even though he's been his apprentice for however many years. Um, and then immediately, uh, Professor Masterton, who is uh, John, he's in charge. Yeah, he's character. in charge of the archaeology group. So yeah, he's like our indie character, basically. Um, he's like you all are required so we're all going and then that that conflict kind of just resolves itself it resolves itself so it's really dumb but yeah our main characters are uh professor masterton um professor mandela i don't know why i keep forgetting his name Uh, mandela effect we have sarah claire and not sebastian stan so those are kind of like our our um Main cast. Who yeah. who's been framed as the protagonist so far, or is there one? Doug, who is Sebastian Stan? I guess. Oh, okay. Because he's the only one that we get any sort of glimpse of emotional weight with, because yeah. he is like trying to prove himself, kind of. Even though we don't mm. not frame. I say I am reluctant to say framed as protagonist because we follow more of Masterton than we do anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like he comes out as the the hero, quote unquote, of the story yeah. at the end. Okay. Um, he's, he has like an arc of some kind. It's not even that. It's just he's it's a flat line. Um, it was like okay. a, it's a little, it's a speed bump is really, I think is what it I is. I guess it, this is supposed to be like an action adventure. So I guess it makes sense that he wouldn't really have an arc then. Well, I mean, for a bad movie, yeah, it wouldn't make sense for him to have an arc. Um, so they go, they start going into the pyramid. Yeah. No, um, that they, they don't do that until halfway through the movie. Oh, uh, we also have this character named Peter Letts. Lettuce. Yeah. Peter um, love it so love it. yeah oh there we go so, like, uh, peter's like plan is so 
he has someone steal Masterson's cane. And well, and then he goes on to this deal where he see, meets up with this random guy and gets the key to heaven. And then he kills the guy with um, a cane that secretly has a blade in it. And, oh. so, and he had to and he had to steal that cane in order to do that. Well, the twist is, well, not really a twist. It's just um, he blackmails Masterson saying, hey, I switched out your cane for the one I used to kill this man. And I and it has your fingerprints on it. So if you don't let me go on this trip and get the treasures or whatever, I'm going to send this to the police and you will be arrested and your whole archaeology group is going to be sent away. This guy that he murders, by the way, who looks like a Dollar General, Johnny Depp, um, his name is Calfini, and he like is like <laughs> uh Peter gets down gets down to like wherever he lives and he's just like smoking a, a bong. Hookah. Uh, or do what now? Cool. A hookah. Oh yeah. It's it's just he's got this whole setup. I'm like, hell yeah. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, uh he kills uh Calfini. Because he wants to get the key, even though like Calfini was just ready to give it to him because he was like, Hey, I have all this money. Um, he's like, Yeah, I'll give you this money if you for the key. And he's like, Okay, cool. It wasn't like he was fighting him for it, so he didn't really need to kill him. But So he said, I don't want your money. I'll but, I'll kill you and take it instead. Which I mean, I guess like him killing him launches our plot in that that's why they all have to go to the pyramid. I don't know. It's evil rich uh, guy. It yeah, doesn't yeah. need to make sense. Yeah, I get. Yeah, evil rich guy. That's it. Okay. And do we get a sense of why he's interested in it? Like just for the power? Oh, um, it's because uh, Hitler tried to get the key. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Hitler's tied into this movie. Cool. Cool. For like two, two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just funny when people go like into history and they specifically are like, "What's a big historical character that like almost could have the like the the spear that stabbed Jesus?" Hitler was interested in that. Like, there's a, a, so many movies that do that. It's okay. So it uh, vaguely reminded me. I watched a movie last night called The Poughkeepsie Tapes, and there's a moment in that movie where um, they're like, "Yeah, it made the headlines until 9/11 happened," and then we get like a uh, like a two minute sequence of everyone hating on that 9/11 happened. Um, because it overshadowed their new the new story of this person. Oh, it's okay. absurd. Um, that movie's not great, by the way, but um, it just reminded me of it, and it was yeah funny. Um, so Hitler once wanted the the keys, and now this random guy wants the keys, kills the guy, has the keys. Yeah, and cool. then blackmails Masterton. Essentially, now that Levitt's doing the team and is going to be on the trip, um, we get like um, a shot of a girl getting off a plane, and it's um, Masterson's daughter Sarah, who is from his dead wife, who is Egyptian, and uh, they hug, and then they just go to this place where the archaeology team that's going into the pyramid is meeting up. Wait, dead yeah. wife? Yes. Okay. I mean, it's a bad movie. We gotta get it. We gotta get a dead wife in. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, they like set up early that Mandela is 
old and he like is tired. Um, and then later on, not Sebastian Stan falls. Mandel is the old guy that had a that has a heart attack. Yeah. Okay. Um, later on, like not Sebastian Stan goes up and like sees him, um, like dizzy in the back in the bathroom, I guess, and then turns out later he has a heart attack. Um, we get like this Autobots coming to Earth sequence. I don't really know what's happening, but that's what the shot reminded me of. And it, it does it just you don't know what's happening, like it just completely it just is in there. Yeah, there's like a few like little like cuts away to like showing, oh, the planets are in alignment. Oh, this is the mm. time for things to happen. Um a huge sandstorm happens and it's just like things that are impossible and destined to happen and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. And... It's it's bad. Um, yeah. This, I wonder how much yeah. of that stock footage. I yeah, I genuinely can't tell. Um, so we finally get into the pyramid about halfway through this movie, um, and uh, we yeah. we apparently get this like quote unquote tender moment between not Sebastian Stan and Sarah, uh, how they're like, oh, our lives are troubled, and I guess we're cool like that. They both have daddy issues. They both have daddy issues. So they're... Mandela's my father figure, your father you haven't talked to in years, and your mom died. It's that's it. It's kind of just like, yeah, you're fucked, I guess. Um... <laughs> yeah, and so the team of uh, Masterson, his assistant who doesn't matter, um, uh, Sarah, who is descended from the princess that was buried in the pyramid and whose blood does something uh this blonde lady named claire who um masterson goes to because she has visions and is a psychic she like sees him die um and then he's like you have to tell me what's going on and she's like oh it was just a bad dream my bad um and like not a very good psychic then well i mean it turns out her visions are true. I mean, Masterton dies at the end because he, uh, spoiler alert, he sa- tries to sacrifice Sarah um, because her mom was supposed to be the one that's there, but because it's only her, they had to bleed her out to, s- to start the initiation of the alien thing. I, I really don't know. Yeah. And okay. It's like a ritual situation kind of even though it's not really it's kind of a ritual because there's like two like stone chairs or thrones or whatever um that masterton and sarah are sitting in and uh one of the guy one of one of the guys i can't even remember his name so uh unimpactful um he like he cuts sarah's hand so that she starts bleeding and then her blood goes down it's cut it's basically like um, if I'm remembering right, it's oh no, this is no, is it? I can't remember what scene I'm talking about, but I think it is in the Mummy where like they have the blood yeah. go in these like little tunnel like in these. Groups. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, it's kind of like that at the end. Um, but like for ten, fifteen minutes or so, we just get like them going through this uh, pyramid. Um, they hit this like wall of hornet's nest. And uh, one of the soldiers that had to go with them, uh, yeah, 
stung to death, which which is kind of cool. We see like his stung face, and it's kind of dope. Yeah, are the, like, wa- are the wasps cool? No, CGI. You can't really you can't really tell what they are because they're just flying by um, until the very end, which we'll get to that. Um, well, in the mummy, but... they have a bug death where those those things go under the skin, and they like that was cool. Yeah, the scarab beetle death is real is really good in that movie. Um, but like all we get is kind of the aftermath, which granted it's cool. This the makeup is kind of cool on it, mm-hmm. uh, but other than that, it's kind of disappointing. Jake, you were about to say something. Yeah, um, there's a few other people that join the group. Um, like like the soldier guy. There's like three of them. Uh, Seed, uh, who is sent by the Egyptian government. Uh, Rohid, who's an antiquarian who just studies antiques and stuff like that. And I think that's the entire group that goes into the pyramid and just goes in to die. That's a big team. Yeah, yeah. there's a, there's three characters that don't have names, so you can figure out what's going to happen to them. Cool, cool. Yeah, only like, I think three people make it out at the end out of this group. Um, They go... So uh, Claire starts like repeating that the sleeper will awaken, and the sleeper is apparently this mummy. Um, it just looks like a guy, even though I think the sleeper's supposed to be an alien corpse that's in the pyramid. Um, but it just looks like a guy, just some guy. Yeah, there's some really sleepy guy. He just was like, it's like I just know. wanted to take a nap. Um, he just fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So and go ahead. Sorry. There's an, yeah. There's another scene where um another soldier dies because Levitt grabs this treasured artifact off this pedestal and it closes the door behind them and it crushes one soldier's head and then they're stuck in the pyramid and can only go forward. It's very much like a Raiders situation with the the like globe or whatever. Yeah. Um, with like people slowly getting picked off as they travel forward and they get separated. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's sorry, it's really dumb. Um, Rohit falls down a shaft, and I guess we assume he dies, but he he lives. I mean, for like another two minutes. Um, <laughs> Sebastian, Stan, and Claire and Sarah are like in a group. And they find this like room full of like mummified soldiers. Um, so it's basically like a bunch of mannequins that look like mummies, which that part was kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the scene in Insidious 2 uh, with like the mannequins or whatever. Um, there's supposed to be like yeah. an intense scene of them run- running away from this mummy, but like we get, I think, two shots of the mummy and then they're just, they're just running. Um, yeah, like. The uh, other nameless soldier dies, uh, Saeed dies to the mummy, and and then I think, like, does, does, like, does Rahid die to the mummy, or does he just... No, because um, at the end, so they all... Oh, like, yeah. They regroup, I guess, um, for the big final climax. Um, and this is where we find out that Masterton has ulterior motives, and... Um, he... Masterton being the one that killed the guy. 
No, uh, that was Levitt, actually. Oh, right, 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 right. He's just been kind of farting around this whole time. We don't really, he's just kind of been with people. He doesn't have a whole a ton of dialogue. Um, yeah, he's just wild. been active. Like, Levitt's just been activating traps and getting people, like, <laughs> killed. And, and it, he's just been dumb this entire time. You yeah. kill someone, you're blackmailing them, and you're just like, doo, 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 doo. yeah, and everyone's mad at him, and especially Sarah. But then Levitt's like, why don't you, why aren't you curious about what happened to your mother? We're like, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He really, then... he really pulled a your mom. Your mom. Um, this so like Sarah starts freaking out, and then Masterton just like slightly slaps her. Like, it is the most pathetic her. slap ever, and it's so, oh, meant to be so dramatic. And then Sebastian Sand gets like all like. Uh, pissed or whatever. He's like, you son of a bitch! Um, even though it's just like, uh, the slap was so funny. Um, it's like a middle school theater show where they're like, you don't actually slap them, just do a stage slap. And they're just like, boop! Right, yeah. Um, that's what, yeah, that's what it felt like. Uh, yeah, so this is like Masterton's big reveal that he's one, he was the one that was wanting to activate the sleepers or whatever. Um, and, and then, he oh, needed. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, um, and he needed the blood of a descendant from the princess, um, fucking like Amun Poor, and that's Sarah and her mother. But her mother refused, so he had to kill her, and just it. That's and then like it just becomes a thing where it's like Doug tries to stop it, so Masterton's assistant. Shoots at Doug, and then uh, Rohit's like, "I'm a hero." All of a sudden, even though I don't really care about any of these people, so he mm-hmm. like goes out in front of Doug and catches the bullet, um, and then he dies. <laughs> because why? I don't know. <laughs> he said, "I don't want to be in this fucking movie anymore, y'all." Let me <laughs> just die for this white guy. <laughs> like I haven't done anything, and I'm one of. Three, uh, one of like two people of color in this movie, so let me just die. Um, in a movie set, and that's Egypt. good writing, yeah, wonderful <laughs> writing there. Um, so, oh Christ, so he like turns on this world ending device that like shoots a beam into the sky because, of course, we have, ha- have to have a beam into the sky. Um, and Sarah like empties the clip into Masterton, uh, okay. so like then we get the like vision of Claire seeing uh, Masterton die. Turns out Sarah shoots him. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't really know what happened. I'm gonna be honest with everyone. Um, this part of the movie. Uh, so I live in Seattle now, and so it's uh, in the summer, so it's it's warmer, and our apartment complex doesn't have AC because it doesn't normally get cold or get this hot in the summer. Um, it was built back in like 1988 or whatever, uh, back before climate change started killing everything and making it hot. Mm-hmm. So uh, now it's we're just like sweltering in a, a warm house. That sucks. Like, we have like fans going, which granted, I'm glad I'm not in Oklahoma anymore having the 102. Um, but like it is, it sucks that like we don't have AC here. Especially since yeah. like I, 
I like to keep the house cold and everything, but we have fans and stuff. But we have to keep the like uh, side door open so that we can get air fl- uh, flowing through here. Yeah. And this part of the movie is when a wasp came in to, a, to my house and <laughs> sitting there watching the movie and I see this wasp start flying towards me. So I like throw my computer, fall onto the ground and like take my computer, run into the bedroom and shut the door <laughs> while this movie was still playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, like, I kind of missed out on whatever happens here. But uh, I think the, apparently the wasp just flew back outside. So it's all Gucci. The wasp was like, hey, that's me. I'm in that movie. And then it was like, aww. I got to set the record straight. And so uh, he flew back outside, I think. But yeah, yeah. It, was, it was scary. I could describe this part of the movie, which is um, there's something that we like that. we um, A really funny part, because it's a lot of CGI of the big device falling over and knocking into the inside of the pyramid and the pyramid starts crumbling. And um, we get this zoomed out shot of um, our three surviving heroes running away. It is purely CGI. We get like three like human models like doing a running animation. (laughs) It is so bad and it's so funny. There's like two shots of it and it's and then like we just get like multiple cuts of the three heroes and also Levitt running away because Levitt he wasn't in the ending scene at all. He was just not there, but he's now like also running out of the pyramid. And there's cuts where it's like, oh, the three people. Then it's just the main couple without Claire. And then she's back with the running next to them at this like <laughs> It's just really bad. Yeah. I just and... imagine like Sims level animation and just like Exactly. <laughs> it is terrible. It's hilarious. And mm-hmm. um and then we get the scene of them walking out of the rubble of the pyramid. Uh, first Levitt, then the main couple, and then Claire. This scene is so bad. <laughs> um, it, Lord have mercy. Um, so yeah, the pyramid collapses, and they all get out, and not Sebastian standing, Sarah like kiss because. They were the only two that had any kind of anything in this movie. So, you know, they have to kiss. And they got to, I mean, the not Sebastian Stan was apparently in models. They had to make the hot people kiss. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, attractive people, which, I mean, not Sebastian Stan's attractive. I mean, I would have preferred Seed. He was hotter. He's he's the one who died. He's just like not important at all, but he he was attractive. Justice yeah. for him. Yeah. Um. And then Claire comes out and she's like, "They're all out there waiting to return." So we they make contact with the alien people again, in insinuating that like they're going to come, they're going to come down, and that's going to be the climax of the movie. And then the movie just ends. With uh, she just goes. They're all out there waiting to return. She like looks up at the sky, and then we get a shot of this hornet that like crawls out from underneath the rubble and flies towards the camera to a blackout, and that's the okay. End of the movie. So, which would which would mean that her saying they're out there waiting to return is a sequel setup, yeah, a continuation of the rest of the movie, which is what it felt like. 
honestly, a sequ- the, I feel like the setup for the sequel sounds more interesting than this movie. Which, which you would think that like this movie would still have that because it, the because the beginning of the movie tells you about this alien race that like came yeah. down to you know to the Egyptians building the pyramids and like made a deal with them or whatever, um, and then they go into this pyramid to fucking bring the aliens back, which you would think would be the end and climax of this movie, but it just ends. It, it feels like a half of a movie. And they were like, oh, fuck, we, you don't have the budget for the ending that we want to do, so we'll just end on this fucking hornet. Yeah. I guess they were like, we have the CGI. We might as well use, you know, our CGI artist to finish the movie for us. We have $20 left of CGI. Make this hornet fly towards the camera. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so yeah, our movie ends suddenly uh with a sequel set up question mark and no resolution to any character whatsoever um and we're um you know met with the bliss of the credits yeah that's it that's (laughs) That's all we get beautiful yeah jake uh did you like this movie i mean they did mention Hitler, so I have to say that I hated it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I thought you said I had to like it, and I was like, eh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going that direction. I thought about making that joke, but no. No, bumps it up a couple points for me. Um, don't take that out of context, anybody that's listening to this. <laughs> so, right, uh, yeah, Gabe, what do you think of this movie? Uh, fuck it. I, that's all I got. It's... It, it's another one of those where it's like it's so bad that it's just bad and boring and not interesting to talk about. Um, yeah. Which I thought it was going to be the opposite. I was like, oh, hey, a, a really bad version of The Mummy. It's going to have you know, goofy effects and be kind of silly. But it was it took itself way too seriously and just was it was it was easy enough to follow, but it was so just planned and uninteresting yeah like when the opening thick thing happened where it went over into like oh is this gonna be about mythology i like mythology but then it ended up being like aliens and that's it oh it was just kind of like okay this is boring they didn't want to have to do the research in a real life culture and be respectful so yeah literally anything yeah exactly it's just a very whitewashed version of any kind of uh, egyptian culture yeah, yeah. So, uh, Daniel, would you do you think you'd watch this movie? I think I just watched the Mummy. The Mummy's good, and nothing in this movie sounded interesting or appealing in any way. Yeah, literally just watched the Mummy. It's a, just a better version of this. Watch the original Mummy. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah I haven't seen What help? Fucking watch the Mummy Returns over this movie. You know. Or Scorpion King, yeah, any you know, any sort of uh, you know, movie about ancient Egypt, just watch it over this one, except for Gods of Egypt. God, don't watch that movie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, anything else about this this piece of trash? No, I I kind of just wanted. I don't really have anything <laughs> to say about it because it just really just felt like nothing happened. Yeah, 
I like how like we went through all that trouble just to record like ten minutes of us being like, yeah, don't watch this movie. Um, the people gotta know. The people, yeah, the people gotta know. Um, but yeah, that is the end of Prisoners of the Sun from 2013. Uh, don't watch it. Watch anything else. Um, on a lighter note, uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, bottom of the barrel. Um, send us. Uh, an email at bottom of the barrel pod at gmail.com. Two L's on both of those. Um, and follow us on our personal IGs or whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then uh, I will be back with uh, Katie and hopefully Tristan um, next episode. So uh, take care and we'll, we'll see you guys in the next one. And remember, never ask, are you my mummy? Thank <laughs> you.